0: Hello, and welcome to Talk Social to Me. I'm your host, Mackenzie, and today I am joined by Olivia Gold. I'm so excited about this episode. She is the founder of Life of a Marketing Girl. She also is a content creator, a marketer, and an all-around badass. We talked about marketing, how to get started in marketing as a new graduate, how to network, and basically everything that it is to be a woman in marketing right now. So let's get into the episode, and I really, really hope you enjoy it. Olivia, if you want to kind of just talk about yourself a little bit, kind of give people a little bit of an intro and what you do and how you got started. So hi, everyone. I'm Olivia Gold. I'm a marketer,
1: public speaker, and also a content creator as well. So my journey kind of happened super organic, just in uni, figuring out life and stuff. And I kind of knew I wanted to do marketing because I did a business studies, GCSE, and I didn't really like any module except, like, the 4 Ps ones. And I was like, okay, like, this makes sense. Like, I like it. Then we went on a school trip to Coca-Cola factory, and I just was fascinated by how the product was actually made. When you, when you think about, like, packaging, all of that stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. So this is what marketing, you know, like, looks like. And then I was like, okay, I wanted to do marketing, but I've always loved fashion. Obviously, looking through, like, the magazines, like, looking at all these amazing campaigns of, like, LV, and you know, like, in the sand, like, oh, this is... So so cute. And I literally Googled one day fashion marketing and then it came up and I was <laughs> like, oh, this is an actual thing. Like people do this and get, and you know, and get paid. So I was like, okay, that's what I'm, that's what I'm going to do. So I finished school, college, everything, and then went to uni. And I ended up studying uh, marketing and media communications. So that was a cool like dual like degree. And so I did that and I was just okay, to get a job, I'm going to have to intern. So I have something on my CV. So yeah. summertime came and then that's when I was like scrambling, looking for, for like internships. I got a few, I got one at a small beauty company in PR because at the time around 2011, 2012, when I was in my third year, there wasn't many marketing internships specifically compared to what it is today. So I only could get PR in, you know, like internships. I was like, I guess this is like my my way in. So I interned at a few beauty PR agencies, literally writing press releases, drafting samples. Samples was the bane of my life. Every interview (laughs) I had, stocking up, sending it out, all of that. And it was a bit overwhelming because it's a whole different industry. I don't have parents that have like connections. I don't know anyone in entertainment, fashion, music, nothing. So it's just me naive going to these buildings and just doing whatever they ask me to do. So that was like my foot in the door, I guess. And then yes. I finished uni and I was like, okay, go get a job. And I was so excited thinking, I've got internships, so I worked at Flipside PR, which I don't even know if they exist anymore. <laughs> I worked at Eden Can Can, which was after a publicist named Eden, who was still quite big today in the UK. And then I ended up working at Hello Magazine for like a week, so five days I was there. <laughs> Uni finished, and then out there getting a job, super excited, and I was like, I'm gonna find a job, no worries, like I've got this. But That was a damn lie, um, yep. and slapped me in like in the face, like bam, bam, <laughs> completely. <laughs> (laughs) and it was just a grind an ugly grind and I bet so many people can relate to this like going to interviews I applied everywhere oh my god god knows and it was just yeah it was daunting you know specifically for me like a young black girl tapping into this entertainment world fashion world I interviewed at a few big houses and I had to deal with you know bias people didn't believe my name was like olivia like they would call my name at like like at like reception and look over me thinking it was some Mm -hmm. yeah thinking it was you know like someone else and it was like me and i was like no hi it's me had to deal with interviews where i had those three internships on my cv as i mentioned but some people didn't believe me i remember sitting in front of these three people in an interview and the third person came in halfway through and she literally just like ripped my cv to shreds she just didn't believe. She was like, so you work there? So if I called them, they would say that you were there. And I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, my God. Literally. So I had to deal with so many like, scenarios. I remember just like walking out of there and just walking down the street for ages. So I was like, did this just happen? It was... it was such a weird experience and i was like okay am i good enough like it was horrible it was like 18 months it took me to find my first job and i remember i was temping obviously because a girl needs money (laughs) so i was was, like temping in tfl just doing admin getting paid weekly and obviously i was still interviewing at the time for like a a, like a proper job and i got a job interview for a small beauty company they were b2b they had the B 2 b2c angle For marketing, Mm -hmm. communications, and PR assistant. So I ended up getting that basic salary, 18K first job. But then, because I was temping at TFL, I was obviously handed in my resignation when I got this. And they offered me a full time job to be in like procurement or something, some sort of, of like area. And they were paying, I believe, either 24K or 26K. So obviously, that was like a big jump. And I remember calling my brother, like, oh, I've got this like marketing job, like, finally. And I've got like the TFL like job that just came up and he was like take the TFL one like it's money it's money and I was just like but obviously because it's like I've interned for, like through uni I spent 18 months looking for a job this was like my final final oh, um wow. so I took the 18k so I turned down 26 or 24k and took the eight, like 18k and that's when I first got my first stamp of genuine marketing paid experience as an employee so it wasn't no sweet journey it was a struggle out <laughs> here like
0: How scary was it to be like, okay, you know what, I'm going to take this leap of faith. And I'm going to just actually, I've been working my ass off to try to get something. And this is it. And yes, this other job has like a higher salary. But like, what, how scary was it to make that? Choice. It was so scary
1: because it's like as I mentioned before, I don't have parents that come from money like that. I don't know anyone in this industry. The only thing that gave me a bit of security is because I still lived at home. So I yeah. know if I didn't live at home, I probably wouldn't have taken that job. Like I know that actually, as a fact. <laughs> so that was my security. Like, if worse comes to the worst, there's food in the fridge that I can figure out. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and that job wasn't in central London, so it was in Warren which is just on the outskirts of northwest london which is where my family home is so i could drive there and i had a little small car that was that could you know like get me there so i didn't have to pay for travel so it was all these little nuggets that like saved my ass basically (laughs) but it was scary that i was just so determined to get a marketing job by any means necessary so it was like my determination just outweighed like the fear of having less money or what that would lead because i wanted it so bad like the writing down notes like praying about it like working hard in uni to the point where in uni I think second year I always tell people I made like two friends in uni but don't follow me like do your thing (laughs) but I was just like so ready to get a job maybe I'll regret this later on but I didn't have a full uni experience because I was so on just getting my degree and getting a job so it was like a drug I was chasing basically so that outweighed the fear in the end
0: Yeah, I mean, I was the exact same way. I lived at home during uni and just, like, worked and focused, like, was just trying to make money just so I could, like, actually start working and get a job right outside of uni. And thankfully, I, I say thankfully, so the job that I got right out of uni was a social media job. And it was only because the girl that I was interning for, she went on maternity leave. And they were like, we need somebody to fill her position. And I'm like, okay. And they were like, it's only going to be during her maternity leave. And I was like, sorry. I was like, I have to have a job. (laughs) And so they ended up working with me. But it was just, I was the exact same way. I didn't really have that traditional, quote unquote, university experience because I was so determined on getting a job after literally, the struggle is so real Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so it took you 18 months so for those who are in the process right now who are going through that same experience of like applying 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 and getting rejection after rejection how did you find the motivation to keep going And to keep applying. Oh
1: my gosh, it was such a struggle. But like I would say, (laughs) obviously today it looks different in my eyes. And I think back then, like that first job, my first thing was to start their social media. So at the time, social media was Twitter and Vine at the time. Instagram was just, launching so we're still a great area for brands so if you think about where it is today social media is a whole networking space there's linkedin so i would definitely recommend those that are finishing uni to use those platforms literally position those platforms as your online cv however you want and use that to gain networks follow the companies that you want to work for find out who the marketing managers are like at this point you have no shame (laughs) find out who (laughs) people are follow them message them you know there's nothing wrong with looking too eager you like specifically when you want to start and you have nothing on your nothing on your cv for me what i had to do was I, i googled top like pr agencies in the uk or marketing agencies and i would pick up the phone call and ask to speak to like speak to someone and i would email as well so i would just evolve that strategy but do that on social and use those key platforms where those you know where those like companies are because sometimes yes they are recruiting on like on like LinkedIn but sometimes the marketing managers use their own social media to promote certain roles or like internships so I would just say it's so important to pursue those people and those opportunities because you're just one person away additionally if you If you do have a skill set that you're able to show, use your platforms to like do that as well. If you have a blog, if you do social media for friends, really like publicize that because that also just shows your portfolio portfolio already. People think you need to have like this professional look and it's really not that (laughs) deep to be quite honest. People just need to know and and believe that you can do what you say you can do. So by any means necessary, if you can show it, do. And I think that's just a nice like, you know, like segue in.
0: Absolutely. I really like what you said about the LinkedIn thing. I think there's so many people out there who still think of, obviously, LinkedIn is a very professional setting. That's where people find jobs. But it is a place where you can kind of like stalk people and find out who the hiring manager is and then like go to their Instagram and start like, planting the seed with them it's so important just to find those connections exactly it's so important i know a big thing for you like it is for me is networking and it's kind of like how you got started with life of a marketing girl would you talk about that for a little bit yeah sure so networking has literally been my only
1: opportunity to make certain connections that I have which is open the doors for certain opportunities like specifically if you don't have any connects that you're supposed to have as they say yeah (laughs) (laughs) um and just an example that always sticks to mind that I always want to talk about is because I would stalk people know who's who for example at the time what was it I was in a different job at the time but I was still networking because I was still keen and I knew of the CMO of Farfetch and I followed her on LinkedIn. I'd messaged her before she obviously didn't see it. But then me and my friend booked a random trip to go to Miami for Art Basel. Like we didn't have money. It's like, we literally booked it like a cheap trip. So We're walking <laughs> past business class, first class, and then I see her. So I walk up to her and I'm like, hey, oh my God, lovely to meet you. Like I follow you, I love what you do. You're like amazing. And she was so sweet. She was like, oh my God, thank you so much. Then we walked to economy where we, yeah. had, we had, our team, <laughs> had, had the flight, we got off, so I saw her as we're exiting. So I gave her a wave and then that was it. So we did the five days in Miami. I got back and I messaged her on LinkedIn straight, like, straight away. She saw it straight away, emailed me back and I had a meeting booked in with her like that week
0: holy shit exactly
1: so and she's moved on from there she's doing amazing things now she's at google but it just really reiterates the importance of like you know like networking she doesn't know me i don't know her you know like know her she ignored me or didn't you know you know like didn't see it but because I knew who she was and the work that she did when I saw her I was able to start a conversation so now she knows me so now when I when I did follow up and, and you know like email her it wasn't a cold email and she was open and she met me and I literally met up met with her I think three four times a year before she moved back to the state so it was great to have her like mentor me and like give me like feedback on certain things i was chasing at the time so for me like networking is always always always
0: key absolutely I talk about this all the time because people are like I just don't understand like how can you go out there and like find a job everybody's rejecting me and I'm always like you need to go to events you need to put yourself out there because if you don't nobody's going to know who you are literally and that's how you start to build like your personal brand
1: and it was a bit intimidating at first obviously that examples quite bespoke because obviously if you can go to an event and <laughs> just be like standing there but there's so many times yes. i've gone to an event and i've just stood there started speaking to someone and someone might be in a like a similar like position than you or in a different space but it just broadens your mind in terms of what people are doing what people are thinking about talk you know like talking about and you can never lose
0: yeah absolutely and you can also i think it's really important to say that you can also reach out to people on Instagram or on any social media platform. Just build a connection with them and ask them to like coffee, ask them just to like go to lunch and just start this rapport with them. Somebody that you either look up to or that has a similar niche to yours and you can really start networking and building a small community from that as well. So how did you kind of start Life of a Marketing Girl? So that was natural, like, again, in that struggle of me in those 18
1: months trying to find a job and all of that, like, there was a lot of crying days, crying nights. (laughs) And then when I did get a job, I was so excited. So I posted it on Instagram at at the time. And then I started talking about like marketing campaigns that I liked, like Nike did something cool with Middle Eastern women. So I would just talk about that. And I started talking about that on my blog at the time. So as I mentioned, I'm a content creator. So I post like fashion, all of like personal like style stuff. And then I would add in marketing content reviews, just random basic things because I was excited and passionate about it. But then naturally I started to have conversation with girls about it like that. Oh, I like that. That was cool. And people started asking me questions. So what do you so what do you do in your job? Like all of these natural questions. So I moved away the marketing content from that blog and started a whole new blog and that was life of a marketing girl as well well it started off as an instagram page first so just doing the same thing there and then we went into lockdown and then i finally launched a website and then we started to do events as well so for me it was just naturally because i couldn't get a job and it was jarring and i was just like Mm -hmm. okay so if this is going to happen again and i can't get a job because no one believes me like how am I supposed to showcase my work and what I do? So I was like, let me talk about campaigns that I like and reviewed them to say what I like and what I don't like and just understanding you know the difference between marketing and pr and comms because i was actually doing that as an assistant just breaking it down in like basic form so i ended up sharing natural just insight and information as i was learning on the job too and i was passionate about because one i am a marketing girl young girl trying to figure <laughs> it out and i was just like the people that will resonate are the same as me and i was passionate about women getting into it because as a woman myself when i would look just all the c-suite were just men like white men all CMO like you know like directors and and then I just felt like well where are like the where are like the women so specifically when I met Stephanie Horton at the time that's why it was so inspiring so I was like a black female a CMO in a huge company I was like I need to know everything you know like major I need to know everything about you so that started my grind to like network and find out information and I would just blog it And naturally, that became a whole community itself, which has been so exciting. And then we launched our website. And as I was working and evolving and getting different jobs, I would meet different marketing managers, coordinators, assistants. So I would generally just ask them, would you like to be on my panel at events that I do? Um, And I always try to get someone that was different. So on the panel, you could always give a different perspective because marketing is so so you want to make sure you're giving value from different angles and it was great to have panelists that were like-minded like myself had different roles so that means they had different expertise and value to offer to the audience it's a nice place where young girls can like ask questions get insight, and
0: be with a like-minded like community so that's how we naturally started i love that so much just because I mean, marketing is so, like we've talked about, we keep reiterating, it's so hard to get your foot in the door initially. And I'm sure it has changed. I mean, I started out at the same time that you did about 2011, 2012. And at that time, it was so challenging. And like you said, it's a man's world at that time. And it still is. Like, unfortunately, it still is dominated by men in this industry. And I find it so important to have like women And like empower women in the marketing space because we should have a bigger voice in this in the marketing world I mean most women are the ones who are buying things anyway (laughs) (laughs) so why do you think it's so important to have voices like women to have voices in the world of marketing it's so important I just think naturally
1: Obviously, he's got to by, biased, but <laughs> I just think there's just so much value that we have to offer. Naturally, just as women, we're nurturers and we have and we hold like, you know, like different hats in whatever areas of their life. And I think as a skill set, that's major for marketing, specifically when you're leading campaigns because you've got so many hands in like different pots. Additionally, I feel like marketing is evolving and it's super creative. And I feel like the younger generation of women are a part of that. They're super empowered. They are building their own businesses. Their are marketing their own, you know like like businesses and women build communities naturally even if you take it yeah. back like, to you know like traditional you know like senses, there's like mums clubs things like that so at the essence we understand what community is and I believe that's what marketing is it's about being great and skilled to build a community because then they're not your customers at the end of the day they're not just your customers really they should be personal like connects that understand your brand or your service and I think women you know women that work in like marketing have a natural gift to do that and unfortunately marketing because it is a business it is dominated a lot by males and unfortunately they just don't allow space for women to get to that c-suite level it's so hard I even looked at a study the other day done by McKinsey and if you look at like c-suite black women specifically only hold five percent and oh, that's wow. across. The whole industry. It's not specific like fashion beauty. It's just across business. So I think that's just super telling in terms of where we are. So I'm just super passionate about it. Naturally, I feel like as a woman myself, like you doubt yourself. And it's not nice to be in a working like business in uh, like environment. And I feel like men naturally have this great confidence and they could all like the gift of the gab I would say. And <laughs> they can just say whatever and it'll just like, wait, what? <laughs> and then, You can say something back with facts, data, and sometimes it's just not respected. And I hate that because then naturally you will just doubt yourself and your insecurities will take over. And then it's like shut down shop. And we are hard on ourselves. like Naturally, this is why having a community is so important because you can really talk life into each other, just validate yourselves and each other in you know like positive ways just to help us advance and keep growing specifically as business women in the marketing industry
0: yeah I love that I love every single word <laughs> so I'm sure you've experienced this I mean you kind of touched on it a little bit but how did you overcome imposter syndrome I'm sure you still have it I'm we're all internalize our own imposter syndrome but how do you kind of overcome that when you're either working with a new brand or approaching a brand about like what you want to do for marketing for them? It's such a daily struggle. Like, I wish I had the perfect answer to
1: overcome <laughs> it because it's something I still deal with today. And this is my personal opinion. I feel like, hope not to scare anyone. I feel like sometimes as you climb the ladder, to me, it's getting bigger. It's not getting smaller. Yes, yes. And I'm just like... <laughs> like I was saying the other day to like my partner and like my friends I was like, I feel like I had the tenacity and fearless when I saw like you know Stephanie Horton on the plane and I walked and I like walked up to her and I'm like hey where now I'm just like oh is that the right thing to do maybe it's because the Mm -hmm. pressure's on you more and you feel like there's more at stake because you built some sort of a brand or or like a reputation but imposter syndrome I feel like is daily work um there's no easy way out I would say that you know, find friends, family members, people that you can rely on that truly know who you are at your core. So when you do have those days, you can get someone just to give you a pat on the back, validate who you are. Because at the end of the day, we're all humans. We all need that reassurance. And I think that's definitely helped me because some days I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't, I, don't. I think I'm this, but am I really this? Like, I don't know. <laughs> but having someone to be like, no, you are good at what you do. And also having these conversations are great because it just takes you back and you can talk through your journey. It's just like, but you did do it. Like you're not like BSing at all. You know what I mean? I think that's super important. Um, I would also recommend is try not to think of like the future so far ahead that you just have to take each day as it comes. And that's what I'm doing, you know, like currently. What do I have to do today? And just make sure I try to do as much as I can on my like daily like to-do list so you take things in bite size because if I start to think of my goals for the year oh I might as well close my notebook and go to bed because yeah <laughs> it's daunting it's overwhelming it's it's like scary but if I just think okay I've just got this meeting at 12 got this meeting at two meeting at four let me just tackle that then when you reflect and look back like, okay I did you know achieve and it doesn't have to be 100% of everything it could just be like six. you know like 60 percent that's how i overcome imposter syndrome it's just doing the things like bite size instead of looking at it in a big picture because it can be extremely overwhelming and then you start to question can i do this can i not when really you can it's just the pressure that you're putting on yourself
0: Absolutely. I have like a little notebook on the side that like every single day I'm like to do list. This is what I have to do. This is only it. Do not write any more on this to do
1: list. Yeah. And I would also say I'm saying this to myself as I say this. But sometimes if you need to take like time out, do so. I'm doing this tomorrow. I'm waking up early and I'm going to go swim and have a sauna. And I don't usually do this, but I'm like, you know what? Take time out to relax a bit before you dive in if you can and obviously that can be on a weekend weekday whatever your working routine is because if not you're just going to bog yourself down with so much and you are you first and you need to show up for yourself first before you show up for anyone else
0: absolutely and burnout culture is like obviously we all know everybody's been burning out, especially since the pandemic started, people realized, oh, wait, I can't actually do all the things that I was doing pre-pandemic because yeah. I need rest and I need to like take care of my body. <laughs>
1: exactly. but <Burnout> is <laughs> real.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, all the time. But I love what you said about having somebody to advocate for you because I think it's so easy to be like, well, I mean, you do things every single day to the point where you don't realize how much you've done. And I had a friend recently where she was just like, just think of how much you've done in the past like five years for yourself. You gave yourself a goal that you wanted to move to another country. You did it. And you did that all yourself and like, gave me a list of all these things that I did. And I was like,
1: I love that.
0: Maybe I did do this. And she was just like, you need to be better about saying like, holy shit, I'm a great person. Like I did all this stuff. And I think it's, I love what you said about that because it is true. Like you need... Somebody to back you and show you all the cool ass shit that you've done in your life.
1: And it doesn't need to be like, you know, I know like finding a mentor is such a big thing. It doesn't need to be like that. It could be a friend you went to school with. could be your boyfriend, girlfriend. Like it's just someone else that sees your worth and can like validate you in those times where you're not validating yourself. It does.
0: Yeah, it does the world. Absolutely. So for somebody who has just graduated and they want to get into marketing in general, what advice would you kind of give them right now? I think for
1: me, I would say, figure out what type of marketing you want to do. When I finished uni, cause I did a bit of PR, a bit of marketing. I remember going to interviews, like, are you marketing or PR person? Like they used to separate <laughs> it and make you choose, but now look at it, everything's merged. One and if you have all of it, it's like, oh my God, great. And I'm just like, see, this is why you can't listen to people, do what you want to do, okay? But I would say because it's evolved so much, Figure out what type of marketing you want to do because it's all transferable and it does overlap. It'll just help you because I feel like the market the marketing industry is huge. So obviously there's content marketing, which involves all the key channels, there's social media marketing, there's campaign marketing, there's digital marketing, which involves SEO, PPC, there's all these other layers of marketing that I don't think is publicize really the right way or seo sounds super techie when it's just search engine optimization which is about google and all this other stuff if you get into it there is a strategic and creative way it could work specifically if that's the skill set that you have so i would definitely tell people just to do a bit of research so they can define the area of marketing that they want to get into it like it doesn't mean you don't have to do any like anything else but it'll just help you hone in and the types of jobs to be looking for and the skills required so you can just make sure you have that or study or get experience to do that because you don't have to study to get into marketing to be quite honest but it would just help you nail it down because when i came out there was as I said, Twitter, Vine. Now it's obviously you need to be a pro at Instagram. You need to know Facebook, you need to know data now. Like everything was so, it's evolved so quickly. So just doing that research will just help you refine where you need to be within the umbrella of marketing. Also, again, I would advise someone that marketing is a people-facing job, so tapping into your interpersonal skills is super key. Like, I'm, you know, I'm African, my parents are Nigerian, so they told me, when you get a job, put your head down, face your books. So that's what I did. I went into these internships in my first job, super quiet, doing what I needed to do. It didn't really work in my favour, because it's a person, it's a personable job. You need to show a bit of your character. Like, don't be afraid to talk to people or find out who's who. So, when you need stuff done, so it took me a while to realize it because they would be like, "Oh, you're a bit quiet in the office." I'm thinking, "This is good. I'm just getting you know, like <laughs> getting my like work done." But when I became a bit more like you know, like confident, stepped into myself. Then I started to show my value. I don't know, it started to come off better, and I was like, oh, I see. It's a people facing job. You need to speak to a different teams, not be afraid to pick up the phone. And when they see that, like your maybe boss or, you know, like colleagues, they could be like, okay, she's. Getting down to her stuff, so don't be afraid to be confident and show yourself in the office as well. Like that timid approach didn't work for me, but of course that's my parents not knowing and just instilling dis. You know, you know, like discipline that they were taught. But yeah, I would definitely advise it to people facing jobs. I would just say confidence, show your value, and always be like a help, like a helping hand. It's better to. Even if you don't know something or you've been told to do something and you and you don't know, it's better to be present and ask for help or maybe ask to shadow someone
0: because the more you're willing to do, the more they'll start to see your value. Absolutely. Always ask questions. Yeah. I think that's so important. I think it's something that people always forget or they are too scared because they think they're going to look silly. But if you don't know something, ask yeah. and it'll make you look so much better in the long run because you might be doing something incorrectly or you might just be doing it in a way that's not beneficial to you or to anybody's time. Yeah. And so there's no, never a stupid question in my yeah, house. Yeah, <laughs> but I
1: started that way. I remember I, didn't, I did an internship at Catch and PR and I didn't ask a question, but I was shaking in my. I was shaking inside, sweating, but I was just too afraid. Of course, I'm intimidated being on the desk with all these six, seven, and like account managers, and I'm this intern. But like, it's not that scary. It's not that deep once you get
0: to like the other side. (laughs) Yeah, once you ask that first question, then the questions just start. Yeah. And then my final question, so for those who are looking into getting into networking and trying to find events, what are some places that they can find networking events that you've done or you've been to. Definitely. Where I started to look at events literally just scrolling Instagram and joining
1: different membership groups. Obviously, ones up for free cuz you can't afford it, but of course, when I did I started <laughs> to join. So, I definitely joined the Stack World which is founded by Sharmaine Reed. That's been great. It's a female founded like community. It targets women in business, but you know, there's people that have expertise in brand partnerships, marketing, founders, agency founders as well. And they do events, that's super great. That one you do have to pay a fee however on LinkedIn I use LinkedIn a lot and I join different like communities as well so there's like a marketing like professionals also I would say there's no harm in just like asking your friends you know of any events as well Mm -hmm. I literally used to go on Eventbrite and type in marketing and see what events would come up as well so I was just need to find something and I did that was it last end of last year and an agency founder that i know was doing an event and i only found that because i went on eventbrite but i know her so it's just like i still was doing my own research and i went to the event and i got a whole worth of like value and notes that i took
0: because I, so, I was yeah. like i want to
1: get back to going to events myself obviously we're on the other mm-hmm. side of like lockdown so i was like i need to get back to that grind like you're never too senior enough or you're never too like know it all to stop going and that's how i feel this year and i want to tap back into that so that's definitely what i do and even if there's an event going on that your friend's going to, don't be afraid to be like, can I be your plus one? Like sometimes it's just that, just to help you get your feet wet as well. Obviously follow life of a, a marketing girl. We're going to be tapping back into events <laughs> as well. So don't worry. We're going to be doing a lot of talking there. And I just think it's so important. Like you never like regret it. Even if you don't think it's that good, you won't regret it. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And there's usually free food at these events, so you're never gonna, never gonna regret that yeah, either. I
1: love the good food. At, yeah, at an event. Also, there's another agency. It's gone off the top of my mind, but I'll definitely send like send it to you so you can share in the notes that have been doing events and why they've gone out of my mind a lot of agencies are starting to tap in to do events especially in the influencer marketing industry because obviously that helps them prospect and get clients but then for us that's value because we can learn insights as well that we can take and do our own thing as well so don't be afraid to follow agencies because they also do events because it helps them build their community as well
0: yep I love that thank you so much I just do you have anything that you would like to plug at the end of the episode
1: yes 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 so I recently launched a YouTube. YouTube channel which is Olivia Gold channel and it's all about life of a marketing girl so just evolving what we do on our website it's going to be me talking just sharing a bit more video content as well I just want to continue to share insight and information so please do follow me there and come with me on my journey follow me on my Instagram which is Olivia underscore gold someone took my name whatever (laughs) exactly and life of a marketing girl because we'll be tapping back into content and information this year so stay tuned
0: Amazing. I'll add all that into the show notes. And thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And as ever, Olivia's handles and all of her website and all of her information is in the show notes. Also, be sure to follow Flick on all of our social media. We're on Instagram at flick.social. We're on TikTok at flick.social. We're also on YouTube. Just search Flick Social and we will appear for you. And we're on Twitter at flick underscore social because we couldn't do flick.social on Twitter. Um, You can find all of our information in the episode show notes and we will, well, I will talk to you next week. See you soon.